on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track, keeping you on the right track, and making sure you don't get sidetracked. Let's start with a Smart Moves quote from Jeremy Renner, the actor who starred in The Hurt Locker and the most recent film, American Hustle. He said, I think it's great to be part of a franchise that is successful. Any franchise is successful because it's a a continuation and people have seen it and know it. Interesting quote from an actor that also applies to those who want to own their own business. Listeners, that may be you. Have you ever browsed through one of those franchise lists to see if one caught your eye? Do you think you have the drive and the skill sets that it takes to be a successful entrepreneur but don't know where to start? If you're answered yes to these questions, then you're in for a treat. My guest today is David Omholt, CEO of the Entrepreneur Authority, the fastest growing franchise consultancy in the country. This is a unique opportunity to gain insight from David on the current trends and hot topics in the franchise world. Welcome, David. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you, Marcia. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, let's get started. Um, why don't we you talk a bit about what why franchises become so popular and what are the main advantages versus being an independent? Yeah, sure. The the the, uh, the popularity has um, increased uh, multifold in the last decade or so. There's been uh, 2,400 new franchise brands that started franchising uh, their concept um, from the years 2000 to 2010 which is more than the prior 50 years of franchise development. It's, 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 you've seen an explosion. Um, I think a lot of folks know now that it's not just burgers, shakes, and fries. I think they realize that <laughs> there are many different types of options out there, not just in the food space. Uh, but I guess in a real general sense, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit in America is alive and well. And I think people view franchising as a safer way to get into business based on statistics, that uh, survival rates are much better in the franchise world. And I would say, uh, overall, the 
displaced corporate veterans as well as mm-hmm. the military veterans um, mm-hmm. are seeing this as a more stable career path as they've retired from corporate America or from the service. Uh, so overall, there's, there's that advantage that you get with a franchise over an independent uh, by glomming onto all their infrastructure, their purchasing power, uh, their economies of scale, and certainly their branding. And um, what makes them choose, so the franchise has those uh, advantages, as you just said, but, you know, these uh, uh, retired uh, military or people who are uh, tired of corporate America, they could also become independent, just like what I do. I'm an independent coach and consultant. So um, maybe you can convince me, but what, you know, what are the other advantages uh, for being uh, being part of a franchise versus sure. being independent. Right. And, you know, and to be clear, not everyone is hardwired to be a franchisepreneur, as we call it. A franchisepreneur <laughs> is a little different animal than an entrepreneur, and it's certainly very different than an entrepreneur. But, you know, the, the, the reasons why people favor franchising over being an independent player, um, they're both qualitative and quantitative reasons. Uh-huh. Essentially, you see some reasons being that you have easier access to financing. Banks uh-huh. are more bullish and more apt to lend to a franchise concept than an independent concept. Right. That brand name recognition certainly is a, is a powerful reason to, to, to go into a franchise system versus try to slug it out on your own. Um, you know, you also have the um, ongoing research and development that you can uh, basically pool all your funds with all the other franchisees in the market and find that you, you're able to fund the research and development arm of a business much easier, much cheaper than you could if you were having to employ that person full-time on your own payroll. Because uh, there's always things coming down the technological curve, the legislative curve. Uh, there's all sorts of things that can really rock your world. If you're not out there down the pike looking at the new trends, you may get caught flat-footed, uh, and a lot of independent players do. Well, now let's say you've convinced someone uh, to, to look into um, a franchise. And so... Um, how many different types of franchise exist today? There are uh, probably around 3,500. That's probably the wow. best number to, to give. It's, it's a moving target. Uh, no one really even knows the exact number. Um, but there's approximately 100 different industry segments and categories that make up that list of 3,500. Um, you know, interestingly, many businesses get confused with being franchised when, in fact, they're not. They are perhaps close cousins to a franchise, like they're a, a licensing opportunity or they're a, a business opportunity or they're maybe a joint venture program. But they're not franchises. They're, they're different. They're regulated very differently. Uh, in some cases, they're not regulated at all. The reason why franchises have a better success rate is because of all the regulation from the Federal Trade Commission, which basically keeps the bad guys out. Okay. And I I mentioned to you earlier that I went uh, to your website, and of course at the end you will tell people how to access it, and I looked at dozens of categories to consider, and uh, there are so many. Um, And you may be getting into this a little later on, but I thought a a question would be, how, in my first question is, how do I decide? How do I decide which is the right franchise? So maybe tell a little bit about that now, and then you may go into it later. 
Sure. Well, it is. It's a daunting task to try to uh, decide. It's, it's really um, a process. That's the operative word. It is a process, very methodical process, um, no-nonsense process that takes you through an inventory of your buyer values. That's at mm-hmm. the core what you're looking for is what are your parameters, the variables, all your non-negotiables, all the things that you have as your unique thumbprint as a buyer and overlay that onto the market and say what fits ah. most closely with what I hold most dear to myself and, and, and need to see in the picture in the next chapter of my career. And that then spawns different options. And those options could be under different ownership models. You know, you have angel investments, you have area mm-hmm. development, you have uh, master franchise, you have semi-absentee. Uh, owner-operated, obviously, all different types of ways you can go to market. And then underneath that, as I said, there's about 100 different categories to consider. So uh, you basically crawl and walk and run in determining what franchise opportunity is the best, and that's what we, we guide people through every day. And just a comment, and then we'll get on to the next question. I was, As you were talking, I was really impressed with the idea that um, – uh, you, you start with your values because as I look down through this list, just, you know, impulse is why would I want to do that? You know, and others were, gee, that sounds interesting. And as I think about what I rejected and what looked interesting, it has to do with my values. So I, I, I really like the idea of you starting there versus some other place. Um, so let's say now, you know, um, and, and maybe you will get further into that process, but let's back up a little. And which is, you know, why would now be a good time to own a franchise? Sure. I mean, <laughs> there's never a, a perfect time, you know, to be clear. There's always a reason to talk yourself out of this. There's, there's, uh, and if you haven't found one, I can give you 101 good ones. But I will tell you that now, at least this snapshot in time is as good as time as I've ever seen. Um, I'll give you the macro view first. The, the, the big picture is the franchise business index is at an all-time high. Uh, so what's the franchise business index? It's a, it's a composite index made up of, comp- uh, of indices that basically show that today's uh, health of the franchise economy is at an all-time high. Um, tons of, of, of commerce, tons of jobs being created. It's a pretty healthy climate. Um, the, we're basically at an all-time low for SBA loan defaults, which again mm-hmm. is a bellwether for franchise concepts are succeeding in a, in a very good clip. And it's, it's again, reason for bullishness. Now, the micro view, though, uh, I would give three reasons why today is a good time or as good a time as we've ever seen. Number one is the interest rates are very low. In other words, Mm -hmm. money is cheap. There is uh, 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 willing and able lenders with the faucet turned back on looking for um, uh, good franchise concepts to underwrite. Number two, uh, commercial real estate. There's some good values out there still. But that window is closing. It's Mm -hmm. closing fast. But you can snatch up some pretty good locations with some pretty good terms uh, and, and it's like nothing I've ever seen before. And, and the third thing I would say is <laughs> you look at the alternative, uh, corporate America. Right now we see that the corporate tenure rate is 3.5 years, even rounding up to four. That's not a real long-term career strategy. We look at franchising with its success rates uh, being at all-time highs. We look at the 
longevity and the staying power being much better in the franchise world. Well, we have about uh, two minutes left before our break, and you've given some really good reasons why this is a good time. So let's just um, transition into what has been your success rate in helping people get into business and stay into business, and maybe we'll carry that over to the second segment. Sure. Well, and staying in business is, is also key, not just getting people in the business, right. but actually seeing that they have their happily ever afters. Um, you know, our, our success rate has been remarkable. We're very proud of our video testimonials that we post on our website that show these um, career turnarounds that we've helped our candidates achieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very gratifying. But very specifically, we have not had one single person fail since the start of this Great Recession. Uh, I guess you'd say 2008 was the start of the Great Recession. So from that time forward, not one single person that we place into a business has uh, become uh, one of the bad statistics. They've all succeeded um, and, and had this, uh, you know, this staying power in the market where um, we feel very uh, privileged to be able to put them into uh, a business and, and find their, their callings in their uh, next chapter of their careers. Well... At that point, it's time for a short break. This is Marsha Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America's business channel. Stay tuned. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. 
You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moose Coach. And my guest today is David Olmholt, CEO of the Entrepreneur Authority. And at the end of our first segment, uh, David gave a pretty bold statistic. And that is that he has had not one failure in the last five years. And no other franchise company has, co- has uh, come close to that success rate. So let's say now that you're, you're um, you say, okay, I want to know more. I, I think this is for me. And, and so the next question I would think a listener would have is, what are some of the legal considerations of owning a franchise? Yeah, there's, um, there's a real uh, buyer-friendly climate when it comes to franchising in that there's a lot of protection uh, mm-hmm. embedded into this industry. Um, the Federal Trade Commission mandates that the franchise company discloses in a very open book, non-legalese way, uh, all the pertinent information that a buyer would need to know prior to investing in the franchise. Mm-hmm. That comes in the form of an FDD. That stands for Franchise Disclosure Document. Essentially, that is a standard format that every franchise from McDonald's on down to the newest one off the assembly line has to give a prospective buyer prior to them investing in the franchise. And there's cooling off periods. There's lots of buyer remorse laws. There's, there's lots of good protection in there for the buyer. But there are 23 sections in that FDD wow. that basically uh, leaves a nothing left to interpretation type of, uh, of model uh, for that buyer when they're doing their due diligence. Everything from the history of the officer's uh, any litigation history in that company, any bankruptcy history in that company or the officers, all the fees and investment ranges, uh, no surprises there. Very importantly, you need to understand if the company owns their trademarks, if they've registered their trademarks and therefore the IP is protected, uh, mm-hmm. you want to be very clear on territory definitions uh, so there's no encroachment. And then probably one of the most important parts and probably the most hypersensitive area of the FDD is the item 19 called the FPR, which is the financial performance representation. Mm-hmm. That basically is the earnings claim. That is where um, a company will show what historically has been the economic performance of that franchise, either at the corporate level or at the franchise level or both. And that's um, an important part of the puzzle that you have to solve prior to going into a franchise. So, and it seems like it's, it's rigid and it's very protective of the potential franchisee. But now, it, 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 we now need to move to that individual franchisee. And as you said, some people um, are more inclined to be successful um, in, in this area and other people are not. And it's just like, do you choose to be a franchisee or do you cho- uh, choose to be independent? So um, is there a profile of a person who makes the best franchise candidate? 
You know, there is. And, and I will tell you just uh, at the highest of levels, it's that franchipreneur that we've trademarked years ago, um, okay. which, which really means something. It's, it is, is truly their hardwiring or their DNA, if you will, of how they go to market, how they approach business in general and, and life perhaps too. But mm-hmm. we assess people through what um, uh, a proprietary instrument we call our e-quiz. And that e-quiz is a... Um, uh, a profiling tool that helps us plot someone on a continuum on, mm-hmm. and measure their entrepreneurial DNA. Um, based on that, it's a good leading indicator for us or a predictive value whether or not they have what it takes. Uh, underneath that, though, there are some general skill sets that we look for right. um, mm-hmm. across the board that uh, are going to be germane to any type of franchise, frankly, or any type of self-employment situation for that matter. Right. And mm-hmm. then certainly at the individual franchise level, there may be particular skills that are more emphasized. Uh, and as recruiters, you know, we know how to do the search for those and, and how to pair people up accordingly. But um, you know, it comes down to, Marsha, soft skills and hard skills. There are soft skills that you're going to need. You're going to need good management skills, good people uh-huh. skills, uh, communication skills, obviously. The customer uh-huh. service uh, has to be there. You have to have that orientation. Uh-huh. And, you know, it doesn't help or it doesn't hurt, I should say, to have good business development skills, uh, uh-huh. whether that be in consultative selling or straight, you know, sales environment. Um, that that's, uh, cannot be overemphasized enough. You know, in in my work with entrepreneurs, um, I sense that there are certain personality types that are would be more successful than others. For example, uh, to be an entrepreneur, you cannot be risk adverse. Um, I would think you're comfortable taking risks, uh, comfortable making decisions. Would that be true of your franchisepreneur as well? Yeah, very, very good point. Um, I would say that your risk tolerance uh, as a franchisepreneur um, can be a little greater than as an entrepreneur. You, you can have a little bit more risk aversion being a franchise uh, owner. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean, though, that um, you, you've mitigated all the risk, but I would tell you that you, know, you certainly aren't going to be eating risk for breakfast every morning. There's, <laughs> there's, uh, there's that uh, guarantee. At the same time, I will say the main thing that is common to all successful franchisees is that they know how to follow a system and they're process oriented. They, they, mm-hmm. they can, uh, they can implement the playbook and not try to, uh, you know, call too many audibles at the line of scrimmage. In other words, <laughs> in other words, they need to, you know, they can't be off, um, the, the crazy inventor, uh, saying, I want to do something. I want to do it differently. They, they, you have a game plan and a game, uh, a, a book and they need to it, it, pretty much adhere to it. Is that what I'm hearing from you? That's right. You, you, you don't see the rogue, maverick, and renegade yeah. types doing very well in franchising. Okay. And I think that's important to know because uh, before you uh, um, make that decision, decision to become a franchisee, that you know yourself. I think that's really important for anyone who is contemplating making a career change, uh, to know yourself and to know what kinds of environment uh, you you thrive in and what kinds of environment you don't. So I, I'm sure that get, get, uh, you look at that as well in your profile. Um, Clearly, yeah, you nailed it. Okay, so how about now we go to 
Um, because I know um, uh, everyone makes mistakes. You know, uh, um, boy, I've made my ton of them as uh, as I've uh, grown my career as a executive coach. Um, but what are some of the common mistakes buyers make uh, un- unknowingly, unwittingly? Yeah, uh, boy, there are some pitfalls you have to avoid and, and landmines that others have stepped on that you don't have mm-hmm. to because you can learn from their lessons. Um, but so, yeah, there are many, many, many. Uh, we give our buyers proprietary checklists and tools that they can use in their due diligence process. Um, but I will tell you that there's a lot of common mistakes that um, are, uh, or the, call it the classic blunders that we find people doing time and time again. And, you know, what, one thing is you, you find that some buyers pursue a franchise just because it has the least expensive um, investment or it's got the cheapest mm-hmm. royalty rate to it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, the ch- cheapest date in town may not be the best date in town. Sometimes there's, there's right. not necessarily uh, the ability for that franchise perhaps to fund a lot of infrastructure or to build mm-hmm. out a lot of support systems and tools. So you get what you pay for in that environment, and yet you can compare one franchise that has a 4% royalty rate to a franchise that has a 10% royalty rate. And while it may seem like, well, the 4% is a better deal, it all depends on what you get for that 4% or what you get for the 10% or mm-hmm. whatever you're paying. It could be worlds apart. And I've seen in some cases a 2% royalty rate be highway robbery, whereby uh, they weren't doing anything for the franchisee. Conversely, I've seen 20% royalties, which seem astronomically high, be the biggest bargain you've ever seen based on all what was done and provided for the franchisee. So it's all devoid of context unless you measure everything on a level playing field. But um, that's, that's a big, big blunder I see people doing. Um, the other thing I think that's somewhat esoteric for a lot of people is not considering your exit strategy first. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone is trying to get into a business, and so they're all thinking about their entry strategy, which is understandable. We're, we're a linear thinking society, but you've got to start with the end in mind and work backwards because there are some exit strategies that you may already know going in or at least should know um, that may not be conducive to that particular franchise you're about to buy. And so you have to think about your runway. You've got to think about the 15-year picture uh, and then work backwards. And, and not many people do that. That's um, another common mistake. Well, um, and I'm sure there are more, but you've, you've, you've pointed out two big ones. Uh, we have a, just a couple minutes left. So you were talking about, um, uh, let's get into how can people finance their franchise. Uh, g- give a couple of ideas about that. Sure. You know, there's, there's a lot of ways to get the money, um, and, and some of it uh, are the traditional bank financing, home equity, small business administration type of uh, options. But then there's some ones that have popped up um, in the last decade or so that maybe folks don't even know about, and that's um, some of these rainmaker programs or these 401k IRA rollover programs that allow you to fund a business startup as the IRS would call it, the ROBS program, Roll Over Business Startup, uh, penalty-free, tax-free, where you can tap into that money that typically you think is illiquid, but it can be used to fund a new business startup. It doesn't have to be a franchise, but just any new business startup, as long as it's a, um, you know, a bona fide business. 
there are obviously other options like going to the venture capital markets and uh, you know tapping into family and friends. Uh, but you know, historically, there's a lot of ways to get uh, get your funding, but it all depends on again what your specific uh, project looks like. Well, on that note, uh, we're going to take a uh, another break. Um, this is Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America's business channel. And when we come back, David is going to be focusing on the other side of it. You have a business. Maybe you want to franchise your business. So stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach, and my guest today is David Olmholt, who's the CEO of the Entrepreneur Authority. And for the past two segments, the focus has been on someone who wants to become a franchisee. Uh, they are either uh, veterans uh, returning, uh, retiring, or corporate um corporate executives who um, have, they want another career or whatever. But now, let's change that focus. And the focus is going to be, let's say you are a business owner, 
and you want to franchise your your business or you have a concept that you want to franchise. David also works with this type of person. So we're going to spend this segment looking at what it takes to be a franchisor. So, uh, uh, David, um, I think the first question is, how can one determine if their business is franchisable? Is that how you pronounce it? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Uh, I I would tell you that um, you you start with, first of all, um, a real simple question. Uh, Do you want to be a franchisor? And that is the business of helping franchisees succeed. (laughs) That sounds like a simple question, but a lot of franchisors may be in the business of just taking royalties from franchisees, but not providing infrastructure tools and and enabling (laughs) systems. But so the first thing is, you know, is your concept franchisable? You know, number one, do you provide enough ROI to the franchisee so that they can make a good living uh, after they pay you a royalty and and franchise Mm -hmm. fee? So, the affordability, the profitability uh, for not just you, but for also the franchisee. That's, that's number one. It's got to start there. Um, number two is can you clone your franchise or can you clone your business successfully? Is it replicatable? And do you have the ability to teach people your trade who maybe don't have years of experience in your functional area? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and is it a very adaptable business? Can it morph into different regions of the country or is it only going to play in Texas or in Alaska or in certain pockets of the country? And then how systematized have you become? Have you truly documented systems in place and are they repeatable, replicatable uh, processes? The third thing, other than ROI and clonability, is the saleability. You've got to have a successful prototype it's got to be mm-hmm. a prototype that is set up that can be literally just cookie-cuttered all across the country, um, but you first have to start with, are your operations successful? Uh, number two, um, the credibility factor has to be large. You have to have a good management team in place with mm-hmm. a lot of chevrons on their arms and a lot of um, bender-done-that time uh, in mm-hmm. the boardroom that uh, you have to show the franchisee that you can have vision. Um, you know, you've got to be a, a differentiated player. You can't be me too nowadays. You have to be able to show points of differentiation and unique value propositions in order to rise above the fray. And um, along with that, it's, it never hurts to have a little sizzle and buyer appeal <laughs> in the mix. Um, and then I think fourthly, Marsha, it comes down to um, how successful is the future um, looking for this particular industry or Mm -hmm. is it right smack dab in a market trend and do you have the capital to truly build out the right infrastructure uh, to make this thing pop? So those four things. And I would imagine that um, in your dealing with uh, business people who are looking at franchising their business or concept, that some, you know, that this is a real eye opener for them. That they didn't realize there are all these factors that they have to have to be able to do this. Um, is I mean, that seems to be what I would think. What has been your experience? It typically is. It typically is that uh, a lot of folks may um, not have built their own business properly. Uh, and have lots of gaping holes and blind spots such that 
all they're going to do is replicate more blind spots and have more, <laughs> uh, you know, call it more Swiss cheese out there. And, and so there's um, a lot of uh, players that really are not ready for prime time when it comes to franchising their business. Right. And the other thing that struck me was the first thing that you said that um, if they if they want to be a franchisor, they have to be able to see that they have to help the franchisees succeed. And, you know, that reminded me of the work that I do, which is um, helping uh, managers and leaders see their role as 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 helping their their subordinates, as teaching them, as um, training them. And I would think this is true. And some managers can do it, and some managers don't see that as their role. Is this also true of a potential franchisor, that they may not have that skill set or the ability to really be a teacher? No, that's spot on, and that's what we find. A lot of entrepreneurs are... Um, good creative people. They're uh, they have vision, but they bore easily when it comes to either implementing or to uh, sustaining uh, a business plan. They 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 really want to be on to their next idea. Frankly, they don't really um, like to invest a lot of energy in the mm-hmm. training, mentoring, and cultivating business, which really is what franchising is. It's not who makes the best pizza sauce or the best burger. It's who makes the best systems and enabling environment for the franchisees. Well, you know, the, the, the next thing is um, for those potential franchisors is the question, what is the process to package up a company as a franchise? How long does it take? How much does it cost? Because you know, now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, well, you know, it, um, the short answer, it, it takes about four to six months. That's, a, that's a, probably a pretty good blanket statement I can make. Uh, but there are many variables therein. Uh, really, it all depends on the desired rate of growth. It, mm-hmm. it, it really drives the entire amount of cost as well as time frame. Um, because if, for example, you're looking to grow very slowly, and perhaps you are, <clears throat> let's just say you're in, in Dallas, Texas, well, maybe you only are looking to grow initially in your first 12 months within North Texas, maybe mm-hmm. Dallas and Fort Worth up to Wichita Falls, perhaps. Well, you don't have to build a lot of infrastructure, perhaps. You don't have to have as much infrastructure as if you wanted to be in all 50 states next year and really driving a very national footprint. That then um, will drive up your cost in terms of uh, both your legal cost as well as your operational infrastructure cost, your human resources, and your marketing. So um, your, your growth rate really drives it all. But frankly, some uh, businesses can be franchised for uh, a very low amount of money, and the ROI can be very good when you look at it only takes a couple franchises to perhaps uh, recapture your investment. Mm. And then, you know, next would be... Um yeah, because everything has pros and cons. Um, there's costs um, and there's you know benefits. So, what are the pros and cons to being a franchise versus growing organically? You know, uh, a company-owned operation. Right. Well, um, it does. It comes with trade-offs. I would tell you yeah. that uh, on the on the pro side. Um, it's the best leverage of capital that I've found. You really can grow with other people's money um, much quicker, uh, so the speed of growth is there. You have motivated management. When you think about when you're growing with 
franchisees versus employees, you have mm-hmm. people who have skin in the game. You have people who have a vested interest in the mm-hmm. success. They have a different mindset than the punch in, punch out, you know, employee. Um, so the risk kind of uh, gets reduced by definition. You have fewer operational concerns because you're buffered from all the HR headaches that you've now um, pushed down more towards the franchisee level. So mm-hmm. the organizational leverage is there too. And ultimately it, re- it results in a, in a higher quality uh, offering. I can go into and be right probably 95 plus percent of the time. I can go into a unit of a franchise that also has corporate operations as well. And mm-hmm. I can tell it, which is franchised and which is a corporate-owned entity or which is an independent player altogether. And it's oftentimes just the higher quality, higher uh, customer service levels because it's no mystery when you have an lo- owner at that local level whose modus operandi is failure is no option, then mm-hmm. you see them making it happen. On the con side, though, well, a franchisor has to share profits with franchisees. When you look You're at right. It, mm-hmm. uh, you have... Uh, in a corporate environment, you keep 100% of the revenues for yourself. Now, you have to pay managers and you have to have a little mm-hmm. more staff that you fund. However, uh, in a franchise situation, you might be only keeping 6% or so of the revenues, and the franchisee gets the lion's share. They get 94, 92, wow. 90 some odd percent of mm-hmm. the gate, if you will. And that's where you must make sure you're picking the right franchisees who can drive a market because you're, you're absolutely sharing with those, those franchisees disproportionately. Um, you have to have good relationship uh, skills. You have to be able to be uh, collaborative, and not mm-hmm. every entrepreneur is collaborative. A lot of them are more lone wolves, and that's right. not who does well in franchising. But I would tell you that there are a couple myths too, Marsha, that, that uh, get people uh, into trouble. Uh, the first one is that there's lots of litigation in franchising, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Now, um, there's so much um, uh, there's so much legal uh, infrastructure that both sides generally go in with uh, both eyes wide open into right. the transaction. That nothing should really be a surprise in 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 uh, in the dealings. Um, second myth is the quality control. Because of the operation manuals that are mandated to uh, be delivered to a franchisee and because of all the um, training uh, curriculum, you really are, can guarantee good quality control and not lose the, uh, the branding when you let it uh, go to franchisees. Well, um, can you give me a quick example, because we have about a minute or two left of before our next break, um, what, uh, an example of a, a business that uh, 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 you worked with a company and uh, they, uh, the business owner decided to uh, become a franchisor. What, what might be one example f- from you? Oh, wow. We, will. <laughs> we have helped. Uh, companies in every industry you can imagine. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, um, you know there's there's some uh, real good, well-known name brands that uh, have um, popped up recently. You know, Massage Envy uh, was a franchise that uh, uh, was a single-unit player that uh, just had one corporate store way back when, and now they have close to a thousand uh, wow. units. Uh, and just in about ten ten years, they've grown substantially. Uh, Fuzzy's Tacos, Charles Schwab. Uh, lots of pretty well-known name brands, and, and then brands that are just starting out now. That hopefully in ten years from now, you'll you'll see them also be big names in the marquee. 
Well, you know, you just made it under the gun. Uh, when we come back, it's time for a short break. And when we come back, David is going to uh, tell uh, our listeners how to contact him uh, and whether you are a franchisee or wanting to be a franchisee or wanting to be a franchisor. So uh, it's time for a short break. This is Marsha's Idol, Smart Moves Coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America's business channel. Stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the smart moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marsha Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach. And my guest today is David Omholt, who's the CEO of the Entrepreneur Authority. And for the past uh, several segments, we have heard uh, David give really great advice and guidance and insights to being a uh, a franchisee or a franchisor. So at this point, um, I think it's uh, time for David to tell the listeners uh, how to get a, uh, how to contact him and if you would like further information. So, so David, please tell the listeners about you and how to contact you. Sure. Um, so our website is www.e as an entrepreneur and then a u t h which is short for authority, so eauth, 
com, and the uh, phone number is toll-free 866-246-2884. Uh, on our website, there's lots of good uh, information that you can uh, poke around and check out. There's uh, uh, videos, there's downloads for of white papers that you're welcome to download, um, and it gives you a little bit more information on the process and how it works. There's two things that really seem to be the uh, safe harbor uh, options for checking out this path for people that uh, we generally find uh, folks uh, doing right away. And that's, number one, taking our e-quiz. Our e-quiz is our proprietary tool that I spoke about a little bit earlier. And that is going to measure your entrepreneurial DNA. It's, uh, it's, it's not an intelligence test, not a morality test. It's, it's not like any test you've probably ever taken before. It's purely trying to detect your entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, that's number one. Number two is every month we offer uh, free webinars. And um, the next one actually is coming up here very soon, and you can see that on our website uh, under the Helpful 411 tab. And view upcoming events to see when the next e-learning option is. And that's a great way to just get smart. You know, uh, crawl before you walk, before you run. And we find that's a good environment uh, and, and good platform to, uh, to just really uh, vet this thing out before you, you invest a lot of time and, and brain cycles on it. Um, that's probably some, some good first steps for people. And you know, we have 16 offices across the country so there's pretty much every major metropolitan market we have a office to help you guide uh, guide you through this maze of options and so uh, you know find your franchise soulmate as we say so that's um, that's another opportunity if you want to engage face to face well thank you so much David I have learned a great deal about franchising franchisees franchisers and um, and I want to thank you so much. My pleasure, Marsha. Thank you for having me. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. What do these people all have in common? Babe Ruth struck out 1,330 times. Michael uh, Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team. Walt Disney was fired by a newspaper editor because, he was told, he lacked creativity. And Steven Spielberg applied to the USC Cinema School twice and was turned down both times. What they all have in common is that they all persevered until they succeeded. If they had a fear of failing again, they did not succumb, but rather put any fear aside to reach their goals. You see, listeners, fear of failure is the greatest single obstacle to success. But here's the kicker. It's not failure that holds its back. It's the anticipation of failure. We tell ourselves, if I do this and fail, I'll look dumb. I'll embarrass myself. I'll disappoint. People will think I'm not competent or I'm a loser. So how do we overcome the fear of failure? At a recent leadership program with a group of healthcare providers, I asked them to look back over their professional and personal lives and focus on this. You failed at something, and yet you got back on your feet and moved forward. What did you do to avoid getting stuck in the fear of future failure? 
Here are seven strategies that help them. Pick the ones that can help you as well. Number one, start with small wins. Do something you can succeed at and make you feel confident. For example, I learned to ski on the bunny hill before going to the top of the mountain. Second, take a look at what you fear and ask yourself why. Check it out. How realistic is it? Third, think of a time you have succeeded. How did you make that happen? I bet you have the support of others. What can give you that support now and who can give you that support? Number four, use the skills you already have and branch out into new areas. We all have strengths. Let's use our strengths to the best advantage. Number five, share your fears with others and discover how they would handle them. Six, imagine the worst failure and then realize all the pluses that can come out of it. I've heard people say, looking back, that was the best thing that happened to me. And number seven, finally, reward yourself when you have accomplished something small and then move on. For me, it's ice cream. What is it for you? Now, here's your smart moves tip for the week. Get back in the saddle. It's hard to rebuild confidence after slipping up. But don't let it stop you from ever taking risks again. We must look at failure as what it really is, a temporary setback and an opportunity to get it right the next time. Remember, winners win more frequently than losers because they stay in the game. So stay in the game. Listeners, do you want to know more about what makes leadership success? Contact me to get 20 ways to build your leadership. Send an email to Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com with the words, build leadership in the subject line. Or call me at 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Next week's program is You Got a Crisis and the Media is in the Lobby. It's the last thing most leaders want to deal with, the news media. But how you handle journalists as well as your employees, your customers, and your stakeholders will determine whether your organization will survive or even thrive going forward. Know what to say and how to say it from a seasoned journalist, Lori Allen, even if you think you'll never face the press. Lori is known as a soundbite coach and works with CEOs as a Vistage speaker. Tune in March 5th, 11 Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern to the Business Edge. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who ask, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. Call me for a free consult at 972-380-9181 or email Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in every week, 11 Pacific, 2 Eastern, for the Business Edge with Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company firm 
or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.